Today, this podcast is being recorded on Awabakal and Waramai land. We pay our respects to Elders past, present, and extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Welcome into the realm of blood sluts and blood magic, where we work together to heal period shame, heal our pussies and wombs, and find the way to more pleasurable periods and sex lives. I'm your host, Jem Campbell, a dietitian, nutritionist, sexologist, period empowerment guide, sexual healing guide, and menstrual blood witch. If you love the podcast, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Enjoy. In this episode, there is a brief mention of graphic intrusive thoughts related to my labia. If self-harm is a triggering topic for you or you live with pure OCD or any form of OCD, please skip the part of this podcast that goes between 31 minutes and 22 seconds and 32 minutes and 4 seconds. It's only quite brief. Hey people, what's up? Hey YouTube. This is going to be on YouTube if you're listening to the podcast. So today I really want to chat about labias. Got my little heat pack on, yeah. So some things have come up for me lately because I saw a post on Instagram and if you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen that I made some stories and some reels uh, responding to this post by this account called Slut Whisperer. And it's some asshole guy posting misogynistic shit about uh, women's bodies and and people who have vulvas and breasts and and those bodies. So it's pretty fucked. Um, don't go and look at it. Don't support their work. Don't give them attention. But uh, this incredible creator called Jessica Pin, who educates about I don't know her. I'll put her Instagram handle in the show notes and in the YouTube um, description. But she basically educates about the anatomy of the clitoris and how a lot of gynecologists uh, don't actually and aren't actually educated and weren't actually taught about the clitoris in a lot of detail because there's only a lot of research sort of coming out in the recent years and a lot of the gynecologists that are practicing now have been around for a while and they haven't been updating their, I guess, their knowledge uh, on the on the recent research and findings so definitely check out her account it's really interesting really great uh i can't remember how binary her her sort of language and stuff is so so if you're trans i don't know if that's going to be a triggering place for you i can't remember um actually have to check that out anyway so basically i want to chat about the insecurity that a lot of us have around our labias. So when we think of a vulva, we have the outer flaps and the inner flaps. So your outer flaps are called your labia majora and your inner flaps are called your labia minora. So for those of us who have a longer labia minora, this can be 
a source of insecurity, of confusion, of discomfort, of shame, of embarrassment. It can be a lot of things. And that's due to our socialization and our conditioning uh, because there wasn't a lot of information. I'm 27, so I went through school over 10 years ago and we weren't educated on the anatomy of a vulva. And I don't know what this the sex education is like in schools today, but I'm hoping there's a lot more uh, education around the anatomy of a vulva and of someone with a female reproductive system. Remember, when I say female, I'm referring to sex, not gender. Um, so, you know, it's it's a really big topic and I really want to unpack it today uh, and head to my Instagram if you'd like to check out those reels that I've been making and my story about um, about this person's post. So I'll just give you a rundown of the post and what triggered this, <laughs> the making of this, of this podcast episode and this YouTube uh, video. So essentially... Um, what this person did was they they the slut whisperer they posted a a photo of uh it looked like a a chicken or or some kind of animal right and it was like raw like like it had been skinned and plucked and it was like how you buy like a a raw like chicken from woolies or something Woolies is a supermarket if you're not in Australia. So, and it kind of looked similar to uh, a labia, not like, not like a vulva, but kind of to how like some people's labia minora look, um, and kind of a little bit similar to mine, I guess, in a way. Um, and this person wasn't educating and doing a good thing though. They were, they were saying, oh fuck, what was the post? What did it say on it? Oh, it was something like. If she wants to settle, da- she wants to settle down, but her pussy looks like this. I might be paraphrasing that, but it was something along those lines, right? And that's disgusting for a start. Um, we definitely don't want to be perpetuating the idea that vulvas that look like this are disgusting, wrong. Uh, it means they've had. Uh, lots of sex, whatever lots of sex means, means they're a slut in the the bad, you know, using the word slut in a bad way or that um, there's anything wrong, right? There is nothing wrong with your vulva, with your labia minora, if it is longer or visible, right, than your labia majora. So some of us might have um, a bigger sort of area around our clit and you might be able to see that um, without spreading your labia majora, right? Some of us, like me, may have um, a lo- longer flaps that kind of hang down. Um, they can hang down several, you know, inches and centimetres, uh, centimetres probably rather. Um, and this is just normal. <laughs> it's part of of diversity of our bodies it, it's vulva diversity it's it's labia diversity and there's some really great instagram accounts for this stuff that i will also put in the show notes and in the youtube description for you to check out if you don't follow these already um, because it's a great place to to start exposing yourself even if you don't have 
uh, an outy or longer inner flaps, it's a really great exposure and to educate yourself that there is a lot of diversity, right? And if you are a vulva owner who sleeps with or has sex with or is intimate with other vulva owners, you and you, you know, you've slept with a fair few, you've seen lots of vulvas, you will know that there's a lot of diversity. And men that sleep with or penis owners that sleep with uh, with vulva owners also know this. You know, they know there's lots of diversity. And that's why I hate this stuff because it's like if you've slept with even two people in your life with vulvas, you know that they don't look the same unless by some off chance you've happened to be with someone who has what's called, and I'm using um, sarcastic quotation marks here, a tidy pussy or a tidy vulva, then you know there's diversity. Some people do just have, you can just see their labia majora and you can't see that they might have really, really tiny, even almost non-existent, labia minora that's also normal okay and I've actually also seen men uh on social media commenting on that as well and saying that's also disgusting that you know to not actually have any visible labia minora so in men's eyes it doesn't matter what your vulva looks like it's wrong to them it has to be just perfect quote unquote whatever that fucking means to them right so it's really important that we look at this stuff and it's really important that we understand this diversity concept and that we don't listen to men all over the internet or even men who say this stuff directly to our faces that that's not okay. We need to call out that behavior. I know that should not be our responsibility, but things aren't going to change unless we do that. And this comes back to patriarchy once again, doesn't it? comes back to shaming women and vulva owners and AFABs. It comes down to, to shaming the feminine, the feminine body or, or the female reproductive system and genitals. And it's because men want to be on top. Men want to have power and control over how we think about our bodies. Let that sink in for a second. They want to control how we think about our bodies. Because if we feel shame about how our pussy looks, we're going to lower our standards maybe. We're going to feel below men. We're going to feel gross and and ugly and it's going to lower our self-esteem and it's going to decrease our self-love and maybe even trigger some self-loathing or some self-hatred. Okay, and we know that breeds shame. And I will quickly say actually that in my online course, Blood Magic, we do an entire module on falling in love with your pussy and even if you don't bleed or have a uterus and you have a pussy, this is an, a great fucking module to do. And I've actually been thinking about extracting that module and selling it separately so that people can just do that particular module on the, it's called Blood Slut, like the podcast. Um, 
but it's all around self-seduction, self-pleasure, masturbation, and really spending some intimate time with your vulva and your vagina. (sighs) So if you're interested in potentially only the blood slot module of blood magic, I do encourage you to do the whole thing because it's, it's strategically set out for you to build. But if, you know, maybe you don't bleed or don't have a uterus and you have a vulva or maybe if you feel like you've worked through a lot of your period shame and you're at a place now where you want to work more on your self-pleasure send me an email or a dm on instagram uh, and i can probably give you um yeah we can sort something out and i'll just see you know suss out if there's actually some interest in me selling that module separately (sighs) so I might actually share my personal story first. It's always a good place to start. I've had a very complicated relationship with my vulva. And that is because of friends. Yes, friends who also had vulvas telling me when I was a teenager that my vulva looked like fish fins or like... So I know this was a partner actually an ex-partner told me that it looked like a puppy dog tongue and and those things might have had or seem to have had good intention behind them it's not an extremely offensive thing to say that something looks like a fish fin or uh, a puppy dog tongue in comparison to beef curtains which they're often called which I find absolutely disgusting um and not what I would like my vulva to be um, or my labia to be compared to. But it's still offensive to have, especially a partner who has sex with that part of your body, to tell you that looks like a puppy dog tongue. No, it doesn't. It looks like a labia. It looks like a labia minora. And we need to stop comparing things especially parts of people's bodies that they may be insecure about to other things. Um, on the other hand, I have, I used to do, um, I used to work in a brothel actually. And one of my clients was an older man. And he said to me that my, my pussy looked like a butterfly or like, like a, like a flower, like, like rose petals And that was really beautiful and kind of poetic. And I just find it so ironic that this, this, you know, middle-aged man had the decency to actually make a nice, genuine comment about my vulva as as opposed to my ex-partner and my best friends who would call it these other names and actually one of my friends would I'm not friends with her anymore she's a fucking bitch (laughs) I was friends with her for a very very long time but she would yeah refer to them as beef curtains and it's like would you like someone to refer to a part of your body as like meat or something like this um and I realized actually in when I was making these stories on Instagram I even referred to to the flaps as meaty and I guess by that I mean there's like more substance to them but even now I'm like oh that kind of makes me cringe a bit so I'm sorry if that kind of triggered you me using the word meaty I need to find a better a better word maybe just more 
substance or just bigger. Um, but, but yeah, I really don't like them being called beef curtains. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. Um, it's, it's not very nice (laughs) at all. Um, and I guess the reason that it's not nice and that people maybe are like, oh, why are you so offended by that? It's just a joke. Or, you know, people call like cocks like sausages, like or whatever. But it's because there's a lot of shame like attached to it. And I really don't think penis owners have shame or a negative association or get maybe triggered when someone calls their cock a sausage because cocks are pretty accepted in all shapes and sizes, I want to say. Um, I'm sure I'm not saying that penis owners can't have insecurities about their, about their cocks, but what I am saying is that we don't shame them. We don't post pictures on the fucking internet or social media of a cock and be like, huh, look at this cock. It looks so funny. It's so bendy. It looks like a, a fucking banana. Ew, that's fucking gross. Like, you really don't see that shit. And if that's on the internet, which it probably is somewhere, like, it's probably fucking other men that wrote it, let's be honest. <laughs> Cis men, I mean, anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's really where it started for me. And actually to backtrack when I was about 14 I remember I must have been um I don't know what I was doing I think I must have had thrush or something and I was looking I used to put like this powder on my pussy um when I'd go to like tennis training and sport because I'd get obviously really sweaty and you know when you get like that pussy sweat um so I'd put like this powder to like soak up absorb the sweat I think I was looking at my vulva Uh, which I hadn't really looked at much before because I think most of us are quite scared of our vulvas because we're not told to love them and embrace them. Um, And I must have got my... I was in my mum's bathroom and I got like a mirror and I looked at my pussy. And I don't know if it was the first time I've looked at it maybe and that's why it was such a shock. But I was like, whoa, my flaps. Like, I don't know if they'd like dropped. Has anyone else had an experience? Anyone else with an Audi? where like your flaps have dropped kind of like how balls drop I don't know if it's just because I hadn't really looked at my pussy before or if they literally dropped one day but they were so long and I freaked the fuck out I was like what the fuck is wrong with me was the first thought that went through my head didn't talk to my mum about it because my mum was super awkward didn't really talk about taboo shit like that um which is why I probably ended up having a lot of shame around it so I went to a doctor to um because I thought I had an STI like thrush or something and she looked at my flaps she must have only been young or something she clearly hadn't seen many vulvas uh because the look she gave me when she saw mine was extremely unprofessional and I really wish that I had that had the skills to I guess or felt comfortable and safe to bring that up with my mum but she was just so awkward and shy about shit like that so I felt awkward and shy about it too but this doctor picked up my flaps literally like this pinched them picked them up probably didn't even ask for consent to touch them and said do you have warts and I was like uh 
know, like, it's pretty obvious that this isn't warts. It just looks like labia skin. Uh, even I knew that at fucking 16. I was like, There's, that doesn't, how does that look like warts? And I literally don't think she had ever seen an Audi or like flaps like mine before. So unfortunately, 16 years of age, this was what I copped. I was seeing a women's health nurse at the time for, I don't know, I think my mum just felt awkward educating me about, actually, yes, it's just, I'm just realising this now, my mum felt awkward educating me about sex and like vulva period stuff. So she sent me to this women's health nurse and I would go there probably like quite regularly every couple of months or so. And I'd go in and just talk to her about um, what was going on in my sex life and with my, my period and and stuff and and thinking back this is actually pretty cool that my mum did that I guess in a way at least she did something um and I asked her I was like can you please look at my vulva I have just been told by a GP that I have warts (laughs) and I'm really scared and I really trusted this woman she was so beautiful she's like an older lady too and I forget her name but god she really changed my life And she said, no, sweetheart, like completely normal. You just have a longer labia menorah. And I was like, oh, I'm so unlucky. That's literally the first thing I said. Can you imagine feeling you're unlucky because of the way your vulva looks? So, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Um, And I was like, cool, okay, it's normal. But then all my friends started saying things. And I was like, well, this isn't very nice. Um, and I, I used to just laugh along with it because I was such a people pleaser back then. And I just fawned. My trauma response was fawning. I didn't know how to be assertive, how to stand up for myself, how to express things, how to ask for respect from others, how to show myself respect. Uh, and... My friends got away with saying these nasty things to me and I brought it up with one of them. So another incident happened a few years ago when I was with my ex-boyfriend. I just started seeing him and my best friend called me when she was drunk. And she was also with her partner. So her partner heard this entire conversation as well as my new partner. We had just started, you know, we just got together and this is actually really fucked up. And I, I've spoken to her about this since and she feels terrible and apologized. But why you would do it in the first place, I will never know. And it's so interesting that most of the bullying came from my closest friends. Isn't that fucking ironic? So she was drunk and we were FaceTiming. And she comes right up to the phone. She's like laughing. She's like, haha, to, I'm just going to call my ex-boyfriend Jake. That's not his real name. Um, she was like, Jake, haha, have you seen, have you seen Gemma's flaps? And was just like laughing. And I was like mortified. Obviously he'd seen my flaps, we'd had sex. Um, and he loved my pussy <laughs> just how it was. And he was actually the first partner that I feel never on a, nope, 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 take that back. There is another story to tell after this one. So 
She was going on about it, laughing. Her partner also heard this, who I was friends with. So that was mortifying. Imagine. That was so fucking mortifying for me. I just started seeing this new guy and my best friend is like laughing at my flaps, perpetuating the idea that it's abnormal or funny looking or disgusting or whatever. And I just started to heal my relationship with my vulva at this point. So that was one major thing that only happened a few years ago. Um, Anyway, so I remember being in the bathroom with this same boyfriend one time. This must have been a few months into our relationship. And he said to me, oh, I had sex with this girl in Germany once and she had a pussy like yours. And kind of said it like in a really judgmental shame, like putting shame on me kind of way. And I was like, cool. Like, why do you feel the need to say that? Um, That's so misogynistic and disgusting. So, yeah, that that's what I've copped. Um, My, yeah, the boyfriend before that, like I said, would tease me about it looking like a puppy dog tongue and would literally go on about that all the time every time we had a shower and so I just would always like cover it up like I felt so embarrassed being even naked around partners because you can like see my labia minora like like because they're longer than my labia majora um so yeah if you've copped any stories like this um you can send me a voice message on instagram or like an audio file via email if you can do that uh if you want me to uh play your voice message on the podcast let me know because I think that'd be really interesting for us all to just share our uh labia shaming labia bullying uh stories um also feel free to send me a written email or dm let me know if you give consent for me to share it on the podcast i can obviously do that anonymously i don't have to say your name or fuck yeah give away who you are Uh, i think it'd be really powerful so i really want to um now i guess talk about how that affected my relationship with my vulva so as you can imagine it was, uh, it, it negatively affected my relationship. I would bend over. So when I, when I was in doggy style or any position where I was on all fours or something and my flaps would hang down, I would kind of like separate them like this, um, with my fingers. So like put my hand like front ways through my legs and separate them so that, Either the person couldn't really see them um, or so they wouldn't get in the way because sometimes they do kind of like get in the way of like my vaginal opening. And then the next thing was, um, what else would I, I'm trying to think what else I would do. Yeah, I guess like just not walking around in front of partners, um, things like that, certain clothes where you could visibly see that I had like... I guess a longer meteor uh, uh, labia and yeah I just felt like super embarrassed being around like like partners and stuff um which is not what you want you want to feel comfortable and especially when I had sex like 
casually like one night stands or even with friends and things like I would get so fucking like awkward make always make sure the lighting was low always kind of like cover my pussy I didn't really get eaten out that much I think because I had like pain and stuff on my clit I think which is associated with my sexual trauma but I um yeah I had like a lot of insecurity about people eating me out because obviously they were really close and all up in there and could you know see everything um so yeah I would always have sex in like low lighting um yeah it's pretty fucking sad and yeah that's really how it affected me like I actually wanted to get a labiaplasty in my gap year so it would have been like 18 19 and because I was living with my friends at the time who were like picking on my labia like I would walk around naked all the time I was very comfortable with my body and I honestly think that yeah like I was comfortable with my flaps um that's why I would walk around naked but what started to tear me down was these comments that my friends would make when I was just walking around the house naked and I think they just didn't have that comfortability within themselves and they were like probably um, insecure within themselves about their own bodies and jealous or envious of the fact that I could comfortably just walk around naked and obviously I'm I guess there's still a lot a lot of fat phobia in our society this is nearly well this is 10 years ago now so you know I I've always been quite quite slim um and maybe there was some you know because they were like all like a bit bigger than me um so maybe that played into it as well I definitely sensed that there was like a lot of yeah there was kind of a lot of um kind of passive aggressive behavior towards like my body and things like that from those friends as well and I think um it came from yeah just a place of insecurity and like internalized I guess yeah misogyny internalized misogyny and just comparison just comparing themselves to me um I've always been really confident in my body um Okay, I wouldn't say always, but like at that period in my life, I was, I felt fit, I felt pretty reasonably healthy physically and yeah, I felt, I felt good and I think they just envied that. So yeah, and then I ended up living with that same friend, one of them last year and that went to absolute shit, we're not friends anymore Um, and she did the same thing, passive aggressive comments, nasty comments to me about different things um would actually still bring up the labia stuff sometimes and make jokes about it which I would just be like what the fuck you're such a cunt um you really need to unpack your fucking trauma babe and stop projecting your shit on me but yeah there's some of the ways that that it affected me and in my gap year I I was actually saving up to get a labiaplasty I had like seven grand saved um and thankfully I I don't know if that was exactly saved up for my labiaplasty but I think that might have been subconsciously why I was saving so well um I saved I don't know how the fuck I saved seven grand that's just hectic um and yeah I I literally just felt like 
the world was against me. I was like, I need to get these flaps chopped off. I started getting urges to like, like compulsive urges to literally grab scissors and, and cut them off, which happened, um, which still happens sometimes. It doesn't really happen as much recently, but definitely the last few years I've experienced it. And I guess the OCD that I experienced also latched onto that as well. So it became kind of like this intrusive, like images and and thoughts and like my brain being like the OCD being like, do it, just do it. And I'm like, "Uh, no, I'm not going to like raw dog cut my flaps off, mate. So yeah, um, I guess I'll move on to some tips. I'm just going to have a sip of water. All right, so what are my tips for moving through this shit? The first thing is, like I said before, follow accounts that empower you to love your vulva. Um, I'm trying to think of some off the top of my head. Comfortable in my skin, vulva drawings, um, there's a few more follow this like fill your feed with these with these accounts the more different vulva pictures and 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 drawings and art and images that you see the better because you'll be like oh my god there's so many different ones no two look the same you might even see some that look really similar to yours i know that's been super healing for me to come across other vulva owners who have the same type of labia minora as me um I'm just thinking back I just thought of another story actually I was really drunk a few years ago and a lot of my friends actually on college had innies um and this is actually quite funny and I used to um show them my labia so I've been educating on this shit for years babe (laughs) before I even studied sexology and I, I felt called to, once I learned that this was normal, to to spread the word and to start showing my close circle of friends my labia. And when we were drunk and we were in, in the club or out or at a festival, I would take them into the bathroom and be like, babe, I'm going to show you my flaps. And if any of my friends that lived on college with me are listening to this, <laughs> you fucking remember this. Um, it's kind of unforgettable. And one of my friends, I took her into the stall and I was like, okay, babe, I'm going to show you my flaps. All right. You're probably going to be a bit shocked, but here they are. And she was like, wow. You know, she was like, oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah. Um, (laughs) so even if you get to a point where you feel confident, show your friends because some of your friends might you know, they might only sleep with penis owners or they might not really sleep with vulva owners that often. So maybe they haven't seen as many vulvas. Show your friends, like, if you're comfortable enough with them. Um, it's also a good kind of test to see if they're judgmental or, or, or not. Um, it can kind of yeah, be a test for, like, is this going to be, you know, are they going to uh, show me a red flag or a green flag, you know? So... If you're sus on a friend, test them with your labia, babes. Uh, So basically, um, this other time, I was with one of my other friends and she also had like an innie and she was helping me put this, uh, I'd never used like one of those tampons, like the applicator tampons before, um, because she's from overseas and they use them over there and 
I didn't have any tampons and I must have started bleeding. And so I had to get her to help me put the tampon in. Like our friendship group group, ugh, group was so tight. <laughs> Miss them. Um, and I showed her my flaps and she was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, um, but none of them were ever like judgmental. They were just like, it was so funny when I told them um, that, you know, I had like, longer flaps they're like what do you mean like some of them were so confused like they literally just didn't understand um because even if you watch porn with vulvas in it a lot of porn stars especially this is like six or this is like seven eight years ago now they had tidy quote unquote let's not use this word but tidy pussies um so you don't see a lot of like long labia minora. You're starting to see that a little bit more now in porn and uh, erotic content. But back then there wasn't a lot of it. And I think also think a lot of maybe women or vulva owners back then weren't watching as much porn as they were now because there was a lot of shame around it. Um, a lot of A lot of strange feelings, I guess, around watching porn. But... Um, back to my tips, that was just another story I wanted to add. So something that was really huge for me in my Volvo healing journey was OnlyFans. So if you haven't listened to my episode, uh, that I recorded, I was interviewed on my friend Amy's podcast called The New Normal Sexology. Give it a listen. Um, she interviewed me all about OnlyFans. So if you want to hear more about my OnlyFans journey, uh, definitely go and listen to that because I do chat about this stuff a bit on there. It's just a really fucking interesting episode. Fuck, burp central today. What's new? So I started to, because I was filming my pussy a lot for the first time in my life, I'd never really sent pussy pics to people. I'd always just sent boobs, but kind of the front of my, like maybe my pubes, um, because I was self-conscious. I didn't want to send a fucking picture of my pussy. I was like, oh, it's ugly. Like people aren't going to get turned on by that. So I actually um, started to sit with these pictures and videos of my pussy. I had to. I didn't have a choice. I had to edit them. I had to edit these videos of close-up videos of me touching and fucking putting things inside my pussy. And I was like, oh, it's actually beautiful. And I really started to see the beauty in my pussy. So I think that would be my next tip is to start taking some some photos and videos of you masturbating, self-pleasuring, or even just like gently stroking and kind of playing with your pussy. Even before that, do some mirror work. So sit in front of a mirror, open your legs and gaze at your pussy. You could do this for five minutes a day. This is actually um, something that I've given uh, a sec- one of my sex coaching clients as a uh, as homework to do. Um is to do pussy gazing so get a little mirror you can take it with you if you're traveling or live in a van and pussy gaze gaze at that pussy because they're beautiful they're all so beautiful and this can be like a really really good a really beautiful self-love practice 
and yeah try this for like even just a week let me know how it goes you might find it's confronting at first you might find that it's uncomfortable you don't want to do it you're avoiding it you're procrastinating with it just you're just gonna have to force yourself you might like to meditate before do some yoga so that you are really in your body even have like a nice sensual dance like an erotic dance with yourself looking at yourself in the mirror and you might like to kind of like slowly strip down to your naked body and then just start looking at your vulva even just start with your pubes and the view of your pussy from the front and then you can kind of go more from you know underneath (sighs) yeah that's a really important one something else that you need to look out for when you're having sex especially casual sex and you're you might be sleeping with a lot of different people really suss out whether or not they respect your pussy and love your pussy for how it is so you might notice they pull funny facial expressions or they might make snarky comments that are kind of like covert and passive aggressive really pick up on those things and make sure you call them out and don't be sleeping or (laughs) dating people who talk shit about your vulva they don't deserve your fucking time and you need to cut them the fuck out of your life all right and you don't need to give them an explanation you just say no not interested don't like your fucking behavior mate bye Um, And you might even notice this happens with other vulva owners. Um, You know, they might also make comments like this because of their own internalized misogyny and their lack of education and awareness around the diversity of vulvas. So really start thinking deeply about this stuff. Do some journaling, do some introspection and fall in love with your vulvas. Um, Remember that I offer supportive sex coaching sessions so if you want to delve into some vulva love and some some deep practices and and some coaching around this area uh, I would definitely say I have a lot of experience personal experience um, and a lot of professional and and studying experience as well so yeah you can you can book on my website or you can just send me an email to have a chat um super open to having a quick phone call as well um, if you want to suss out exactly what it is that we do in a session there is kind of like a brief um, explanation on my Instagram in a highlight and also on my website as well on the sex coaching page but if you need extra information message me I do zoom sessions so if you don't live in Newcastle Australia area I do Zoom sessions so you can be anywhere in the world, anywhere in Australia. We can do Zoom sessions. Um, But yeah, the the face-to-face sessions, you can can either come to my house. I live in Kaibah, which is a really beautiful suburb near the beach. um, Or I can drive to you at no extra cost. Remember, I have a sliding scale as well. So the base rate is 50 bucks. Uh, Your first initial session goes for two hours and then each session after that goes for an hour and a half and I do recommend that you work with me for at least a couple of months 
um, whether that be weekly, fortnightly, whatever, um, even six months would be better so that we can really dig and get into the the root cause of this these issues and really unpack some trauma and unpack some of these negative belief systems and these self-hatred beliefs really. Um, so if you want to, yeah, get in a container with me, fucking hell, <laughs> um, let me know. And also I'll give you a discount on blood magic as well. If you do some one-on-one coaching with me, um, because that course is fucking mint for this kind of thing, for self-love, for self-inquiry, for self-devotion, for self-confidence, for self-seduction, for self-pleasure. And I really want to get as many of you as I can into that course because it is life-changing And I know that it is because I created it and I've done the course as I was creating it. I was doing the practices. I also have a testimonial for the blood slut module in particular on my website uh, by my beautiful friend Ace. So you can watch that as well. Like honestly, head to my website if you want to learn more about me, my story, anything, any of my offerings or uh coaching that I offer just that's the best place to go as well as my Instagram um which is at I'm a wild gem and my email is <sighs> gem at I'm a wild gem.com and all this will be in the show notes and the YouTube description so I hope this episode's been helpful I don't think there's too much more that I want to add um I don't want to overwhelm your little brains, your beautiful little brains. Um, But I'll probably do like a part two of this going a little bit deeper um, at some point and maybe even chat to other people, might have some guests on who have also gone through this hatred journey with their vulva, this this self-loathing journey. So... As always, sluts, make sure to rate, review and subscribe if you're listening to the podcast and if you're on YouTube, I think you just like it or comment. I'm new to YouTube. I don't know what happens on here, (laughs) but yeah, share it around. Share the love if you have a friend or a partner who or a family member who has struggled with their vulva love, then please share this with them and Yeah, all the deets will be in the show notes and the YouTube description. I know I've said that 10 million times, but I'm drilling it into your heads. (sighs) All right, beautifuls. Um, I think that's all. Yes. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. And I really just fucking love you and I love your vulva. And I hope that you can too. Bye.